Welcome to Presence Church's Sermon of the Week. We are so excited to share this powerful word with you. I told you today was going to be special, didn't I? Come on. Oh, man. I get both really excited and a little nervous when it gets wild up here. I get excited because, like, this is church and God's on the move. If we're all sitting in chairs neat and tidy, I don't know if God's on the move or not. It's a mystery. He might be, but I wouldn't know it. But when we have people up here getting just, just charging forward into the kingdom, I get excited because I know God's moving. And, um, and when, when God's moving up here, he tends to move out there more because you can't help but either A, get jealous of what's going on up here or B, get offended. God has his way in both. So if you're offended, it's beautiful. <laughs> you, it's, it, he's coming for you. <laughs> I really believe our offense and our bitterness is like a target on our back. The problem is it's a target for two different entities. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you thought I was just going to say the Lord, but I promise you it's both, right? Come on now. But I tell you, just as much as bitterness and offense is a foothold for the enemy, it's also a target for the Lord. He wants to rush in. It's, it's literally, it's indicating, God, I am hurting here. I know I'm offended at that person over there, but I am actually hurting. And uh, you may not think you're mad at God. You're just mad at that person. But I promise you, somewhere in there, you're mad at him. All right. Oh, I'm supposed to do a couple things first. Uh, how many of you, how, we have a welcome team. Raise your hand if you're new. We have a few new people today. Um, raise your hands, a couple new people. Raise your hand, right? Don't be embarrassed. It's awesome. One there, one, two in the back. Ow! Anybody else? We got a gift for you. Come on, attaboy. All right, and one here too. We actually do have gifts. We come bearing gifts. So if your love language is gifts, it's coming. All right, it's coming. Your validation is coming. <laughs> Just kidding. If it's words of affirmation, come find me. I will affirm you. Um, but afterwards, if you give this little uh, card, we sign, fill it out with your name. We don't spam. We just want to follow up and say we love you. There's a gift out there for you as you're on your way out, right? That's how we're doing it still? Okay. I think that's all I was supposed to do this morning. 1036. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Well, it feels really good up here. Father, we love you. Ah, just, can I just lift a, a hand or two hands up to heaven right now? Just. Just say, God, you're not done. God, you're not done with me. You brought me here for a reason. Wow. Man, I just keep feeling that, you guys. When stuff happens up here, the whole house gets blessed. I just feel like it's for a couple of us here. The whole house gets blessed. Like... Can you imagine a house that never sees God move in the front where there's vulnerable people taking risks? Can you imagine a, a church where that never happens and that we're all just kind of in our seats feeling like we're alone in our pain? Can you imagine what that would be like? But thankfully, we don't have to. That there's such a freedom in this place. That I don't know if it's the worship that like, launches us into this place, but some reason there's this freedom to come broken before the Lord, just like the Bible says, 
<laughs> and the rest of us get to watch this beautiful thing happen. These people, any, it's you some days, right? It's me some days. And, and we come before the Lord and we taste and see that he's good. We weren't sure, so we tentatively came before the throne of grace. And we tasted him and, he, and, and we all get to watch it. that doesn't get you hungry, I don't know what does. Um, if you got a Bible with you, turn to Isaiah 54. I love, uh, <laughs> ha ha, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Jesus, help me, God. Thank you, Father. Let your spirit flow this morning, God. Let him speak to each person, God. I pray for your your holy fire to, um, to lead us and guide us this morning. Um, I'm going to read uh, Isaiah 54, a fair amount of it um, out of the NIV. So however, if you're on your phone, you want to do that. You could... um, in, in Nehemiah 8.10, says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I, I think I preached that a few months ago. I forget where, when that happened, but I was reminded of it. And I just felt like this morning, I felt like there was something about um, Isaiah 54 um, that God wants to speak out of, not just that we're spreading wide our tent pegs. By the way, if you weren't here last week, um, not only is uh, Christmas Eve our last service of the year, it's our last service in this building. <laughs> Apparently a few of you guys weren't here last week. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I know. And you all appropriately cheered last time I said it because you're all just Christians full of faith, like excited for what God's gonna do. And uh, I tell you, we are excited. Our staff, we just got, honestly, we just, I could feel the, the excitement in our staff. They were cheering in our staff meeting when I announced this. And um, that's what happens when you tell uh, um, just fiery Christians that God's got an upgrade for them. Um, and so look, he never he never closes one door without knowing where the next door is. And so um, honestly, I, we all we all see this place as a beautiful stepping stone into what God's doing. So be praying for this. Um, don't 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 pray for that we're going to be okay. Pray for the best that God has to give. All right. So d don't cry for me, Argentina. Yes. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> hey, I was thinking it. We're all were. Um, don't 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 worry about don't worry about us. All right, don't worry about the church. Please don't take one ounce. Don't take one second worrying about what's going to happen. Use all your beautiful energy to cast dreams and visions for what God wants to do. Okay, because it's it's coming. It's unavoidable. I could tell you, we told stories last, uh, last Sunday of, of every time God wanted to move us, both churches, uh, Jesus Worldwide, there was something already prepared, some miracle story, just really fun testimony, it's, and he's not done, and he hasn't changed. So we're, I'm not gonna spend any more time on that, but it, it has to do with our message today. I realized it as I was doing it, but the joy of the Lord is our strength, okay? The joy of the Lord is our strength. What's that saying? But, but, that, but that your strength is dependent on your joy level. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So we are as strong, we are only as strong as our joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, meaning that if we're not joyful, do we walk in strength? I don't know. I know there's other ways to be strong, but this is really clear. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And I, I know I keep saying it, but I need you to recognize joy is not a side issue. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
righteousness. This is the kingdom. This is what the kingdom is. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So it's, it's literally, it's, it's part of the kingdom. I wouldn't say, it's, you could say it's one third of the kingdom. I'm not sure that's how God makes the kingdom. He's portioned out exactly, but it's a big enough part. Well, Jesse, I'm, I'm not, a, I don't like feelings, feelings. I don't know what to do with them, but I know truth. So I'm like, okay, cool. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Two out of three of those are feelings. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, we're going to get into the scripture. I'm not, I'm not trying to. I'm just, listen, it, <laughs> just kidding. Listen, li, I, I, I just, I'm just trying to put a punctuation before we move on to the scriptures of how beautiful joy is. And um, I know, I know none of us here would try to camp out in a place of like, well, joy's not that important. It's scripture that's important or it's, uh, it's righteous that's important. And I'd say all of that is, but don't camp out in a place where you've put joy in the side cabinet, okay? That you only pull it out when you're making a certain recipe, right? Like joy is not that mixer that you bought four years ago that it comes out every now and then. It's, it's in everything. Joy is in everything. It's like, yeah, I won't go into more metaphors. Listen, it just, it's important. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into this. You guys ready? <laughs> Isaiah 54. <laughs> Listen, you, I'm going to say it again. You're only as strong as your ability to experience his joy. And so if you're, ha if you're in depression, um, there's a reason why things are hard. And it's not to condemn you in a place of, wow, I'm not having as much joy as I want right now. It's, it's just, it, let, let it just be a place like, God, I want that. And this isn't like a separator of like us, them, like people that have joy and don't have joy. And they should look at us and they should see us dancing and laughing and they should be jealous. It's not that at all. Joy is literally who he is. It's in the presence of joy, as the presence of the Lord is the fullness of so is that exclusion, exclusion, exclusive, exclusionary? That's what I was looking for. Is that exclusionary? No, it's like anywhere God is, there's an opportunity for joy. Literally, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, which means the kingdom, meaning righteous, peace, and joy, it's there for you. So just reach out and grab it. I think one of my heroes used to say this. He said, he'd say, he'd say listen, well, I don't want to just be driven by emotions, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, right? I want it to be real. <laughs> I want it to be real. And if I don't feel the joy, I'm not going to say I'm joyful. L listen, just begin to say that joy is your inheritance. It's who you are. Listen, it says, let the, let the, weak, let the weak say I'm strong. It doesn't say, let the, let the weak say they're strong once they start feeling strong. I know this is simple. I get it. I, in my mind, I hear this thing. Jesse is very simple. I'm like, I know, but it's important for me to remember this. Me. So let the joyless say they're joyful. Can we do that? All right. Let's read some scripture. Isaiah 54, verse 1. Now, and, and in this, Isaiah is talking actually about Israel. And so he's talking about barrenness. Oh, look at you guys. I love this. All right. All right. Sing, barren woman. You who never bore a child, burst into song. Shout for joy, you who were never in labor. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. 
I'm gonna read a little bit more, and then I'll come back. Verse two, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your, for your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. I'm gonna stop there. Let's go back here. So sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who are never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate ones than he, her who has a husband. Listen, he's, he's talking about Israel, but he's also, but, but it's, there's a natural thing he's calling into being here, kind of like he talks about in the natural, right? You have to be born of the spirit, right? You're gonna be born of water. So he's talking about a natural thing to point to the spirit. But what he's saying is, listen, Listen, you who have not born children. So he's saying, he's, look, if there's a woman that that's has a lot of ch children and a woman that has no children, okay? And what you notice, that's what he's doing here. He's, he's, he's saying, listen, there's a woman that has lots of children and one that has no children. And he's instructing the woman that has no children to burst into song and shout for joy. He's literally telling the woman who has no reason to rejoice. And actually, if you get into those words, if you look at the different way people are, people are translating that, it's like a like scream. Like, I want you to get this. Don't, don't, just, don't just see the words, oh, burst in song, shout for joy. Okay, let's, oh, I can do that. I want you to recognize there is, there is an abundant voice happening here. There is a shouting. There's a, sh there's a shouting, there's a, there's a, there's a, a bursting forth of, of excitement. And it looks, and it, 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 if you don't know who the Lord is, if you're not looking at the giver of promises, it can look irrational to be that one who is shouting and bursting forth. If, if you don't have a history with a God that loves to show off in your life, it can look awkward to be the one that bears no child and still screams and shouts aloud for my baby is coming, for my promises are coming. Listen, there, there, the principle that he's, uh, that he's releasing here is that before you ever get what you're called to walk in, you're called to shout and rejoice and, and scream for joy. Does that make sense? I was telling this to my wife. I says, honey, I think I'm supposed to preach on joy before we get the breakthrough. And I'm like, but I think we talk about that enough. And she's like, no, we don't. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well, let's go. <laughs> this is one of those foundational principles, people, that just like, that, that the world waits until they receive it to get, to, to walk in the fruit of that. Does that make sense? See, I was even reminded of this, that hope, hope is the, is, the ha is the joyful expectation that good is coming. Meaning that hope, just even having hope before I get what I have faith for, hope says I'm gonna have joy before I ever get the fruit of what I'm asking for. It's like the Lord is saying, I want you to face the area that you have no breakthrough in and shout with extreme celebration. What do you guys think? Are there any areas that you could shout at? <laughs> you who have not been healed of cancer, look at that thing and shout for joy. Rejoice 
I, I know you've seen other people get healed, but yours is coming. But look at it anyway and shout for joy. You who have no job right now, <laughs> you who don't like where you live, you who don't feel the pleasure of God in your heart right now because of trials and struggles, and, and look at that thing and shout for joy. Shout for joy. Praise him. I promise you, it will feel foolish and it'll look foolish to everybody else around you because, because if you're not looking at him, if you're not looking in his eyes, if you're not worshiping him and saying, God, I love you, I will joyfully look at you while I'm waiting for this breakthrough to happen. You who don't know where you're going to move this church to in a month and a half, look at that and just shout for joy. <laughs> I like telling people things like, oh, brother, we just, we, could you be, uh, just be thinking about us and if you know of any places that are opening up, would you just let me know? I'm like, what's going on? Well, we, we're, we're, we need a new building in January. Oh, brother, are you guys okay? <laughs> and I was like, you have no idea. You have no idea. This is a defining moment in our church. <sighs> Come on. I love this next part. It's literally saying this. He's telling this next part. He's telling to, to spread out. Begin to prepare, right? Verse two, enlarge the place of your tent. This is, he's, he's telling the woman that has not born child. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Don't hold back. I love that. I'm glad that's in there. Don't hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Listen, when, when God wants to begin to give you breakthrough, increase in your life, give you those places that he's promised for the past few years, few months, I don't know. He, he lit, what he's saying here is, is get ready because where you're, what you're holding on to now won't be able to contain what I want to give you soon. The breakthrough that you want, you're not quite ready for. And, and what he's saying is this, and I've got such a gift for you that I need you to spread out those tent pegs and hammer them a little tighter <laughs> because I'm coming and I'm going to give you breakthrough in this area that, that you've been wanting, you've been asking for, you've been desiring. This idea of capacity comes to mind. I, I, I love the idea of capacity that uh, say someone wanted to give you... Um, uh, so if someone wanted to give you a, I'll use this. They say this, Jesse, I've got a gallon. I've got you. I love eggnog. Can I use eggnog? I've got a gallon of eggnog for you. I know that's a little too much eggnog. But I got a gallon of eggnog for you, Jesse. And I say, well, Lord, all I've got is this cup. I think it's about an eighth of a gallon. What do you think he wants me to do? Settle for less? Or get a bigger container? Right? So if he wants to give you more, there's a good chance you need to expand your capacity. You need to expand your capacity. And so whatever that is, whether it's, I love, I love one way it was put to me is that, he says, Jesse, if you want to, if, if God wants to increase your breakthrough, there, then you need to begin to prepare your core values for what that's going to mean. If God wants to give you a better job, we used to make, uh, let's just say 2000 a month, and now it's 4000 a month, okay? 
do, does your core values, do your core values know what to do with double the money, right? Or are you just gonna frivolously spend it somewhere? Have you learned how to save money yet? Have you, have you learned what to do with more? Um, and so like, what would you do if, if God gave you more? What would you do with more time? What would you do with more freedom? What would you do with more joy? What would you do with more money? Have you learned to steward this, what Micah said, unrighteous mammon? Have you learned to give now? Are you asking God for more finances, but you haven't figured out how to manage what you have now? There's a capacity thing that God wants to build in us because if he were to, if he were to, if he were to release the Israelites into the promised land the first time they got there, they would have been destroyed because they had not learned how to believe and trust in the Lord. So they had to go through it again to build their capacity. And finally, when they got there, they actually believed in their God and they were able to walk in the promises that God had for them. Does that make sense? So in this, I love it. He's saying, listen, I need you to get ready for what I'm about to do. I love your rejoicing, but get ready. Matthew 9, 16 and 17, he talks, Jesus says, he's talking about this new wine skin, right? That they don't pour new wine into an old wine skin. And that, and that so he wants to prepare a wine skin for you. So if you're out there saying, Lord, I want to experience more of your miracles, more of your Holy Spirit, more of your freedom, I want you to say like, there's a new wine skin that he wants to create in you. I get it. When he, salvation is the new wineskin, right? It's, the old wineskin was the law. The new wineskin is grace. But in this context, there is this thing. This is, this is what he's talking about. He's, he's, he, wants to, he wants to create space for him to put more into you. And then he says this. He says, for you will spread out. Your, your descendants will dispossess nations and set on their desolate cities. That there is an inheritance in this expansion. That everything he does is about your legacy. It's about your inheritance. And that, and that just by choosing joy, I will prepare nations for you. I will prepare um, an inheritance for you, a, a history. You will begin to create you will be able to create wealth for those behind you. You will be able to create faith inheritance for those that follow you. You will really be creating an atmosphere of, of peace for everybody around you. And so it's not just for you that he wants to bless you with. Um, everything he gives you is for you to give away, right? We know that. And so I think that's where this is, uh, this, this reminds me a lot of that, is every, anytime he blesses you, it's not to puff you up, but he blesses you so that you could be a blessing for somebody else. Where are we at? Okay. Verse four. Verse four. It says, do not be afraid. Say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. Remember, he's talking about this woman that is in all these things, humiliation and disgrace. Don't fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will not forget the shame. You will forget the shame of your youth. You will remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. And he is called the God of all the earth. And you, and I just love that. Why does it say husband? Because you're his bride. You're his bride. And as a bride, he wants you to be fruitful and bear fruit. Let's go down to verse 11. 
He says this, he says, afflicted city lashed by storms and not comforted. I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with lapis lazuli. Don't quote me on that. What, lapis lazuli. Thank you. <laughs> is that what that is? Jesus. All right. Not like Jesus, like G King Jesus. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Something like Okay, all right. <laughs> Don't email me. Took the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great will be their peace. In righteousness, you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. Now, that's pretty cool. But I love how the NASB says this. It says this, in righteousness, you will be established and you, are, and you will be far from oppression for you will not fear. And for terror, it will not come near you. I love it. It says, you'll be far from oppression for you will not fear. When I read that, I think because you are not afraid, oppression will not come near you. Because you didn't move into fear, Cast that thing out, Jesus, Jesus' name. Because, <laughs> because you were not in fear, oppression will be far from you. The book of Job, Job some people think that Job, uh, Job walked in these trials and tribulations. He was actually, hand, like Jesus, the Lord let the, the devil uh, kind of test Job. And some people say it was because this little scripture that says, for what I feared had come upon me. That little thing of fear and so when, when, when we say, when we let fear in, it's that same thing of bitterness and, and, and anger and, and um, offense. It's a place that the enemy wants to come in and, and grab a hold of. It, it's just important that we are people that walk in faith, right? Because faith will attract, faith will attract the breakthrough. We are called to people who have joy. And so there's a really, there's a beauty. It, it says, fear not, right? In righteousness you are established. You will, be far, you will be far from oppression, for you will not fear. And from terror, it will not come near you. So if you're in fear, here's a, here's a beautiful tip, all right? No big deal. No big deal. This is tiny. If you're in fear, this is tiny. Just say, Lord, I don't want fear anymore. See how easy that was? I know, I know. It, it's helpful for me to recognize how easy that was, all right? I hope it's helpful for you. We get all worked up, like I'm in fear, or I'm, you know, I'm not a good Christian, or I'm disobedient. Just forget all that stuff. Just repent. God, I don't want to be afraid anymore. Would you give me some truth? It says, verse 15, if anyone attacks you, it will not be my doing. And whoever attacks you will surrender to you. See, it is not... It is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flames and forges a weapon fit for its work. Woo, I think we're, that's us. That's us, right? We're his weapons. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. And you can uncreate him. Let's go. No weapon forced against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servant. This is your inheritance uh, the, of the servants of the Lord, and it is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Listen, I'm going to recap here. Joy prepares us for increase. Say it again. Joy prepares us for increase. 
One more time. Joy prepares us for increase. Joy shows us that we're ready for increase. That's a big deal. Can you feel that? When I want to give my, get my kids something, like a gift, I have, to, I have to ask myself, are they ready? Can they handle this gift? Are their minds ready for this gift? Are their hearts ready to share this gift? <laughs> You've got to remember, he's, he's a good father, and he delights in giving you the kingdom. He's wondering, are you ready for it? Okay? And my kids will keep asking, even though they're not ready. But I'm okay with that, because I'm going to keep discipling them until they are. Number two, joy. It's always within reach. Say it's always within reach. It's always within reach. Say it again. It's always within reach. One more time, everybody. It's always within reach. I love Romans 12 too. Paul is commanding the church to be, to be rejoicing in hope, persevering in, tribu in tribulation, and devoted to prayer. Rejoicing in hope. Rejoicing in hope. You want to walk in this thing? You've got to rejoice in it before. If it doesn't feel authentic, that's okay. That's okay. We're called to see it in the spirit before we see it in the natural. We're called to believe it before we see it. There's a seed in you that you can't see. Does that make sense? Let's get excited about that tree that's growing in you. And lastly, I just want to say our joy comes from relationship with God. That word relationship. Our joy doesn't come from going to church. Our joy doesn't come from calling ourselves a Christian. Our joy doesn't come from doing the right deeds and things out in town. Our, our joy comes. She's so cute. <laughs> Squishy. Um. Our joy comes from relationship. It, it, our joy comes that he is our husband. Our joy comes that we are his bride, that we have been made one with him. And so if you wonder why the worship team, more often than not, goes down this place of just joyful intimacy with the Lord. If you're wondering how, like, I, I don't know how to go there with them. I just, can we get back to a song that's on the screen? It's okay. It's all right to think that way. I, we all think that way sometimes. Like, I just need some words. But if that, it, that's why they do that. Because they're, they're leading us into relationship. And relationship doesn't need words on the screen. But the words prepare us. The words prepare us for when we no longer need words. Love's kind of like that, isn't it? It's good to hear a love letter every now and then. But eventually, your heart doesn't have words for how you feel. <laughs> Come on. And that's the authentic joy place. That's where authentic worship is, where you don't need the words anymore. But when we're learning, when we're maturing, we need words on the screen 
so that we can kind of catch up. Does that make sense? But man, if we never got off that screen, we might be here for a while. And I want to go to heaven now. I want to be where he is. I don't want to read about where he is. I want to be where he is. And I know he's here, but the distance between here and here is, is really the battle I'm after. Does that make sense? Am I getting too ethereal out there? All right. All right. I like practical, but I also recognize like this is, you see how connected this beautiful thing is? All right. Where am I? 11. Okay. I'm okay. This is good. I am in love with Jesus. Um, yeah. I don't have any more notes, so. Um, David, can you, is David here? Is he doing baby? Oh, Val, thank you. <laughs> baby duty. Did you guys get a good message? Okay, good. We, we checked the box, right? Cool. Can we just, can we, can we trans transition for a second? I know I didn't have to say that, but for a couple of us, we did. And so, I, <laughs> take a deep breath right now. Just take a deep breath in. And let it out. Slow down, guys. Just rest in him right now. You just had a bit of a meal. You just, you just, you had a big turkey leg or something. Maybe it was a, a vegan patty. I don't know. <laughs> hey, according to your faith, let's go. Just take another deep breath. Yes, and this is um, whether you know the person next to you or not. And I want you to know that person. You're in a good place. If you want to stand, you can. If you want to sit here and just breathe in deep with him, that's really good. But if you want to stand, you can stand. We're going to worship for just a little bit longer. So just praise him tonight. Just praise him this morning. Just look at him in his eyes. And just thank him. life up from the dead oh praise the one who paid my debt and raised his life up from the dead oh praise the one who 
debt. Oh, praise the one who paid my debt. Come on, debt. you who have borne no child, praise rejoice. Praise him the in the, before the breakthrough this morning. Praise the one who paid my debt and raised his life Hope you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life. It comes, the source, the